Hello, everyone. This is Father Bill Nicholas, and this is Faith, Hope, and History. On February 14, 1884, future President Theodore Roosevelt was remembering the fourth anniversary of the day he proposed to his beloved wife, Anna Hathaway Lee. But this Valentine's Day, however, Theodore Roosevelt was in mourning. His wife had just died after a long illness. In his diary on that day, he wrote a single entry. The light has gone out in my life. Of course, we know the history of Theodore Roosevelt, of his career as vice president and eventually president, of his post-presidential career, and his life in general. And we see that he found love again, became the father of many more children, and a beloved president of the United States even in the midst of such controversy, of such a strong-willed character that he was. Life after that darkness was one of hope. These are the kind of stories that really matter. Stories in which heroes encounter a deep darkness, but a point of light eventually guides them through the darkness to a renewal of the quest, enabling the story to have a happy ending. The author J.R.R. Tolkien, the creator of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, once wrote that this consolation takes place at the very point in the story when all hope is lost, when disaster seems certain. Then joy breaks through, catching the reader by surprise. When evil fails and righteousness suddenly triumphs, the reader feels joy. A catch of the breath, a beat and lifting of the heart, near to or indeed accompanied by tears. We see moments like this in the Lord of the Rings, such as the time when the Lady Galadriel gives to Frodo Baggins the light of Elendil, when she says in giving it to him, may it shine for you when all other lights have failed. We see it in the stories of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table, as they search for the Holy Grail, sometimes in that quest, the knights encounter a deep, intense darkness. But then the vision of the Grail brings light to that darkness, and they continue on with the quest. As we celebrate this Christmas, the birth of the Savior, we hear the reading from Isaiah. A people who dwell in darkness have seen a great light. We remember the history of Israel, often abounding in tales of darkness, the darkness of slavery, darkness of sin and of alienation from God when the people failed to live up to the covenant they shared with God, the darkness of exile and the light that one day God would restore the people of Israel. We hear this again in the story of the gospel as we hear about the birth of the Savior who is for us the light of the world a story that reminds us that the very birth of Jesus took place during a time of great darkness for his people. Israel was not an independent nation at that time, but under oppressive pagan rule. 
and it was that oppressive pagan rule that was now imposing upon them an imperial decree of a census, which for Israel was a sacrilege. After all, as you may recall, God said to Abraham, count the stars in the sky and the sands on the shore if you can. That is how numerous I will make your descendants. One could not count the stars of the sky. And in that was expressed the tradition that no one could know, but only God would know the number of the uncountable descendants of Abraham. David, after all, at the end of the second book of Samuel, tried to conduct a census and was punished for it. And now a foreign pagan leader was forcing not only a census, but a forced migration for the people, including Joseph and his pregnant wife, about to give birth. There was a number of people who converged on Bethlehem, and there was no room at the inn, probably because Mary and Joseph were not the only ones looking for room and could find none, and probably not the only ones taking shelter in a stable in the dead of night, and probably were not the only ones who took shelter in that particular stable in the dead of night. The night that Jesus was born was a night of great darkness, and while we like to sing Silent Night, Holy Night, it was perhaps truly a holy night, but not a silent night in which all may have been spiritually bright and all was not calm. I picture a city on edge, rocked by sacrilege, inconvenienced at a forced migration, enduring great frustration in finding no lodgings. In the midst of this, Jesus was born, a light shining in the darkness. Even in the aftermath of his birth, we hear stories of Simeon prophesying to Mary that this child will cause great upheaval for his people, of which not even Mary will be spared as a sword pierces her heart. We hear of a king who sought the life of Jesus, forcing a flight and exile into Egypt. We hear of that king slaughtering children, innocents, for whom the birth of Jesus meant death for them and devastating tragedy for their families. Just three days from now, we as church will celebrate the annual feast of those holy innocents. Yes, we realize the Christmas story is not a happy one, but it is a hopeful one because it is a story of a people who dwelt in darkness, but also of a light that shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. We come at Christmas, and many times to a midnight mass, not to escape the darkness, for we dwell in darkness, but because we too have seen a great light a light which overcomes the darkness. We celebrate the stories that really matter, when the light that is Jesus Christ, Son of God, the Word that existed and through which all things came into being, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And the darkness did not overcome him. Yet, the event of Christ's birth may have gone completely unnoticed by history 
were it not for the life and sacrifice of Jesus as an adult. And we know that this night of Christ's birth is only the beginning. For as we celebrate the Eucharist on this feast of Christ's birth, we are reminded this baby grew up. This baby was betrayed by a friend, abandoned by his closest companions. This baby was condemned by his own leaders and crucified by the same pagan oppressor who forced his parents and his people to undergo forced census and migration. This baby put himself between us and the powers of death as he hung upon the cross, and creation was again enveloped in darkness. But this baby also rose in triumph from the dead, not just a light that breaks the darkness, but a torch that has overcome the darkness completely. That light continues to shine for many who today experience darkness. The darkness of separation of those who have lost loved ones over the past year, for which this will be the first Christmas without them. The darkness of loved ones serving overseas, separated from family and friends. The darkness we hear of violence and shootings that take the lives of innocents. Sometimes we simply hear of accidents or a series of unfortunate events that sometimes result in the loss of life, injury, and a darkness for those who have suffered them. Yet, in the midst of this darkness, we see a light as we also hear stories of faith and resolve in the midst of such doubt, sadness, tragedy, and darkness. In actions of love, heroism, and sacrifice, of faith, even in the face of violence and persecution, those who love this child born in a manger so much that they are willing to imitate his sacrifice and strong witness to the man who died on the cross. It is in people with faith such as this that we see the light of goodness in others, giving us hope in the light that is within us all. For J.R.R. Tolkien, it is in darkness such as this, when all hope seems to be lost, that the light shines the brightest, enabling those who experience the darkness to move forward toward the light, enabling the story to have a happy ending. This is expressed in the words of Samwise Gamgee in The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, when he says to his close friend Frodo Baggins, It is like in the great stories, the ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were, and sometimes you didn't want to know the end, because how could the end be happy? But in the end, it is only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. Folk in those stories had lots of chances to turn back, only they didn't. They kept going because they were holding on to something. The Knights of the Round Table held on to their vision of the Grail. Frodo Baggins held on to his vial of the light of Elendil. Israel held on to their covenant with God. We hold on to the light of salvation 
won for us by the man who was born a child in a manger. The Christmas story is not a happy story, but it is a hopeful one. And as such, we continue to be drawn to it, to celebrate it, and to feel the joy of that hope. We as followers of Christ hold on to that hope, that there is a light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A light and a hope that enables our stories to have a happy ending, to be stories that matter. It is a story of people who dwelled in darkness, but also of a light that shined in the darkness, a darkness that did not overcome it.